Welcome back to Mental Athlete. I'm your host, Terry Chawira, and this is a space where we focus on mental health and student athletes. So finally, uh, the mental athlete, uh, you know, I've been wanting to to get uh, a guest on this podcast for a while. Um, with the mental athlete, you know, I, I, I don't want it to be my own experiences that I'm talking about on and on. Uh, I think it uh, it's so much better when, you know, we can get other um, student athletes to, to, to come on this and speak about their experiences. Fortunately for me, um, one of my teammates uh, uh, is open to speaking about his journey as a mental athlete. You know, he was a freshman uh, just last fall and he hasn't had, uh, you know, he, he didn't have a normal journey. Um, you know, he had some, you know, some roommate issues and, um, you know, it, throughout this podcast today, this episode, you're going to listen to what he has to say and how his journey has gone just to show, you know, this, uh, this problem we call mental health is, you know, it's a big, serious thing. And hopefully you stay tuned and you listen to the whole thing. So Tristan Rose, how do you, how, how do you feel being the first person on my podcast? Uh, it's an honor, Terry. Uh, I appreciate, uh, you welcome me into the uh, me into the podcast. Um, I think it's important, like you said, to uh, really truly dive deep into what like how mental mental health affects uh, college athletes. Um, a few years ago, when I fell in love with, I mean, I fell in love with the game so long ago, yeah. and I didn't really realize how important mental health is um, as a part of the game. You know, I thought it was just a technical game and uh, a tactical yeah. game, but the mental side of it's so important. And uh, last fall. Um, <clears throat> You know, when when somebody mentioned mental health to me, I was like, you know, I don't really, I don't really believe in all that. You know, I don't, mm. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But, um, you know, and I think one of the uh, biggest mistakes that um, society makes is is looking at a college athlete like they're, you know, they got it the best of the best. They they're living their best lives. Um, but the reality is, like, they they face hardships just like every other normal person does. And, uh, you know, I think all the horror stories we hear uh, of the college athletes even committing suicide. Um, I mean, it's just terrifying. And the fact that they uh, almost feel like they're kind of should hold it to them, to themselves. And they're like ashamed to uh, express what they're truly going through. Um, you know, I kind of just want to touch base on my true story today, because it's, like I said, it's really important for me to uh, talk about what happened, not only for my own um, mental health, but also so, Maybe my story could help uh, another college student athlete out. Yeah, what a what a great start there, Tristan. But uh, look at the leadership on you. Yeah. Um. So Tristan, just so today we're just going to speak about your your experiences. And firstly, I just want to start with you know you you mentioned uh, in your intro there um, when you fell in love with the game uh, soccer and and this goes for all athletes. Um, when you first fall in love with your sport. When did you realize that, you know, you wanted to do this in college? So I was like three or four years old when I started playing soccer. Um, and I played high-level development academy all throughout high school, high-level club as a young kid, and even, um, you know, trained with some now professional players to this day. Um, so I've always been training at a high level. But honestly, when I was um, – probably a teenager starting to mature really as a, as a player. And as a, uh, a man, I knew that I wanted to take this game past high school and as far as I can, honestly. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. But 
like I said, like I, I went through the same journey, you know, but for me, I, I realized in maybe my final few months of high school that, you know, maybe let me try this American journey out and, you know, going to the college, you know, I went to and, and you're going back to, um, that first experience when you first arrive, you know, 60, you know, 60 odd players, you know, and we'll say 80%, 90% of those players, you know, very good players. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you first see, and you walk into that, that, that auditorium and everyone's there, what type of feeling did you get when you first, were you nervous or how, how did you feel? So in preparation for the season, kind of like every, every normal season, you know, I was, I had confidence. I had, uh, you know, excitement. I was, I was ready. I felt like I was ready for the, uh, the upcoming season, but last fall was, it was totally different. Um, I mean, I came in and, and I wasn't technically one of the best players on the field, one of the, you know, most respected um, players in the room at the time. So it was almost like I was, you know, the freshman had to earn my respect and earn my, yeah. uh, my time. So my first feeling walking into that room was, so nervous my confidence boosted down and my mental health was definitely affected from day one you know I wasn't ready mentally or physically I guess I could say for you know for that um I've never I've never really been in an environment where everybody is you know not necessarily bigger than me but um maybe more athletic or more technical or more better in this uh, aspect of the game than me so it was I mean it was challenging at first but I mean, like all things, um, I started to get used to it a little bit. You know, I started making friends. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of good players um, on that team. Um, and there's a, especially for uh, being foreign, um, you know, me being an, one of the few Americans on the team, it was, it was hard at first to make friends and, and make, you know, relationships with uh, my teammates yeah. in the room and stuff. But definitely um, scared at first and uh, intimidated. And I guess that didn't put me, uh, um on the on the front foot at first but yeah no definitely you know definitely. so that's interesting that you say that because like you know for me like with the americans that always come to the college it's like um you know technically you guys are like almost foreign students to our team because there's not so few of you and we are right. in america and like for me like when i first came um being the only South African and then also the only person from the Southern, Southern of Africa, you know, I found it so hard to fit in, you know, and when a team is that big, um, people tend to just go towards what they know. So for like me and you, it's, it, it's really hard for us to like, um, try and be friends with like, maybe let's say the Spanish people, you know, because they've already got a big group of their own, right. you know, the, the English people have a big group of their own. And even for you being American, you know, America is such a big place already. So like, you know, you're from, you're from Cleveland and then someone can be from California and you, mm-hmm. you don't really have that much in common yeah. at the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So diving into your first season uh, and just the, how the recruitment process went. Um, so I know, you know, you probably had quite a few schools looking at you. You know, uh, I personally can say, I think you, you're a very good player uh, coming into the, the season. Uh, I remember watching you against Marshall actually. And I was, I was sitting there, I was like, yeah, no, you're, you're very calm on the ball. And in that, so I, I always expect that you, you'd have a few offers, you know, your way. When people and when these coaches were recruiting you, um, so obviously we've emphasized the fact that, you know, you have to be, you know, strong physically, you know, strong technically, and, you know, just have your head, you know, head on your shoulders. 
did any of those coaches or, you know, maybe a couple of them did, but did any of those coaches tell you about the mental strain you're going to and the mental battle you're going to uh, fight in college? Definitely. Um, I think that's one of the main reasons I chose um, where I played at last fall is because I felt like I had the most honest and, and down-to-earth conversation with that head coach. Um, all the other coaches, mm. I had some Division One, some Division Two, some Division III um, coaches talk to me. You know, I feel like most Division One schools um, that were talking to me, yeah, it would have been a great experience. It would have been, you know, I would have reached, you know, one of my biggest dreams of playing on the big stage. Um, you know, necessarily, I did not think it uh, – either one of those division one schools that uh, I was looking at or, or have been offered from would have been the best fit because, you know, to me, division one soccer um, is a totally different um, world. Um, it's not mm. just school or, or being with friends. It's, it's strictly soccer, you know, strictly dedicating yeah. your body and your, your mind to the game and, you know, I feel like for the first year, um, especially last fall experiencing what I did, I, I definitely would not have been ready for that. Um, so I guess to answer your question, um, definitely um, my head coach last fall mentioned that coming into the program, I would have to not only be, um, you know, ready and prepared and, and as a soccer player, but as, as a, as a human being, you know, it's a different, yeah. it's totally different from high school. And I, I got all these friends back here at home, but you know, I'm going to go to this program where there's, like you said, 60 players on a team I've never met before. I didn't know yeah. anybody going to the school, nothing like that. It was just, I mean, it was a totally like my life was turned around in, in a matter of, of months. And it was very important. And, uh, you know, I find it so supportive that the head coach um, was able to be honest with me and tell me that if I'm not going to, if my head's not going to be in it, then, you know, basically don't come down at all. Cause you know, that's, that's probably, yeah. I think one of the biggest parts to being a college student athlete yeah the mental side is yep. such a big factor and, and for me um honestly like like you said in, uh, in the beginning you know we started playing the sport when we were very young and the mental side of it is not something you think about for all these years you know mm -hmm. um and only only now through this podcast and this this journey that i'm i'm trying to like discover you know trying to be you know healthy mentally as well you know be physically healthy but mentally as well you know what i mean yeah um and you know your your freshman experience you know i don't obviously i, I spoke to you a bit about it before um i don't know the full details and and i've said to you before you don't have to speak about things you don't want to speak about um but your your, your journey wasn't nearly normal you know you mm -hmm. you know you, you had a good uh first few months in the season and then um you know, you had some personal issues that 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 really uh, hurt you, and then maybe would have hurt your confidence on the field and affected the way you play. Um, so, as we dive right dive into this and we get deep into this conversation, um, how do personal relationships affect your mental side of the sport uh, on the field? Um, hugely. Um, last fall, like you said, you know, I'm comfortable sort of speaking on. Uh, you know, what was going on. Um, so my relationships back at home was a huge, um, you know, factor into what was going on at the time, but also, uh, at school, you know, like you mentioned, I had a roommate issue where, um, you know, no disrespect, uh, towards this, this kid at all, but, um, he had schizophrenia and, uh, 
I didn't know it at the time. You know, nobody really knew. I don't even think his family knew, honestly. So it just turned into a huge mess. And um, that was about a month before I had uh, issues at home with my family and peers and, and et cetera. Um, so that already started, um, you know, kind of a snowball effect that, you know, mm. he was basically um, ill uh, mentally. Yeah, and yeah it kind of placed a, a burden on me as well. And like, I saw how he was acting and it kind of like forced me to like, you know, learn from his actions. He was a, he's a uh, couple years older than me, but coming in the freshman new to college, you know, doesn't know anybody at the school. So it was kind of a, of a different experience for both of us and everything was cool at first. And then when everything went down, you know, he, he had a couple of episodes and stuff like that. And, it was, I mean, it was really, really hard on me, um, you know, waking up at three or four in the morning every single night, you know, to something new and, and crazy. Um, so that not only affected my sleep, it affected my eating, my performance on the field. Um, so that relationship, um, at first, it, you know, I was very thankful for it. And I still am to this day because it's an experience um, like most um, lessons that I've learned um, throughout this, mm -hmm. this process that was necessary for me to, you know, learn from and, Although maybe, you know, it wasn't fair to me or to him or to, you know, anybody that uh, the way things went down as far as that yeah, relationship sure. goes, you know, maybe it's just another step in uh, <clears throat> along the line in this process. But also um, my relationship at home played a huge um, role, both po positively and negatively. It was nice yeah. to hear from some of my family members and my closest friends checking in on me, uh, making sure I was OK, even some of my old coaches and stuff like that. But um, some of the relationships that might not have been as, as well at home um, played a huge um, setback on me. I, you know, I felt like I was missing, um, you know, something and I was, you know, people at home were, you know, moving on without me and um, mm. kind of living their lives. And, you know, I wasn't a part of it. So that scared me at the time. It was so used to, you know, the first 17, 18 years of my life being so close and, you know, so you know, involved in these people's lives. And then one day it just, you know, felt like everything was gone. You know, I felt like I was alone. And I feel like that's so important to, you know, touch base on is, is you're never alone. You know, whoever's out there struggling from, you know, issues, whether you're a college student athlete or not, like you're never alone. And there's always somebody who cares about you out there. You know, you got coaches and family members and friends that even just a quick two, two minute, 30 second, whatever it is, check in, text, phone call, whatever it may be. I mean, that, that should mean more than just, you know, nothing to you. So those oh, are yeah. people you need to, you know, you need to lean on and you need to, uh, you know, appreciate when you, uh, you know, you're struggling or even when you're doing well. So, yeah. No, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's crazy, man. Cause for me, like when I was like, also in my freshman year, I like, like I said, I didn't really think mental health was was a big concern. And when I when I had those days where I was feeling down and stuff, I would like I'll just bottle up and and just like stay inside internal. Yeah. And only later am I realizing that like, that's so unhealthy for you know mm -hmm. for me as a human anyway. Um, and then just to talk about like you know reaching out to people, um, I think it, for me as this label as a student athlete, I feel like for so long. You know, uh, it's been said. You know, if you're a student athlete, you gotta, you know, you gotta be strong. And if you, if you have any weakness at all, you know, it's just, you know, you know that saying where, uh, what it's pain, pain is weakness leaving the body. Yeah. Know? And there's no, there's no point where you know I thought you know if I'm in my freshman year uh, per se, 
that I would go to the coach and be like, you know, I don't really feel like training today because, you know, mentally I'm just not right. there. You know, you, yep. you'd feel you'd feel weak and you'd feel like, you know, you're just not being serious. And, mm-hmm. and, you'd, and for me, I think, I didn't really think what the coach would think. Like maybe he actually would be like, you know, that's, you know, you, you should take a day off, mm-hmm. you know, because not every day can you be 100%. Not every day can you mentally be strong, you know. Like you said, um, you know, leaving home, and, and, and then looking back and just thinking like, oh, everyone's just living their lives without me and I'm just not keeping up because I'm so involved with my sports and, and, and my schoolwork and then trying to maintain a social life on campus as well. So, I mean, for me, it's different because obviously my flight is like t- 27 hours away. <laughs> but I mean, you, you, you know, even for you, I mean, like that's a four hour drive home mm-hmm. and, you know, you can't constantly be making that drive home. Yeah. So when you're on the field and... You know, I don't know if you remember when you walk into the locker room at our college, there's a sign that says for 90 minutes, forget everything and try and focus yeah. on your game. Yeah. Um, I remember having a, a, a talk with the, with, with the head coach about this sign before. And, you know, I tried so hard to, to have that saying in my head every time I played. But I think it's a lot easier said than done, you know, you know, because when you're playing, even at training, you know, you're not if your head's not in it in the beginning, then there's no way your head will get into right. it midway point. Would you agree with that? Yep, 100%. Like, it's just, it'll never be then. I tried to, to you know, to get to practice early and try and, like, get those negative thoughts out of your head. But sometimes, you know, you just, it just, those thoughts just keep on going in your head. You know, it's a constant cycle. And it's, you know, it's very hard to deal with, especially when you're, you're young. So, um, kudos to you. I, 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 I clap my hands to you for, for, seeking the help at an early stage and then mm-hmm. trying to talk to people about this. I mean, man, that's, that's brave. You know, that's more yeah. than a lot of student athletes can really say, you know, like we, we look back at those student athletes that have uh, passed away and, and feel sorry for them that, you know, maybe they couldn't find the courage to speak to someone or this, this label, you know, uh, stop them from, from going to seek help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your playing um, as a freshman. Uh, you know, obviously you're playing these games and, we, you know, we're the, be- the best team in the country, best D2 side in the country. We can probably compete with the top 15 or top 20 D1 teams, right? Um, right. With 60 players, uh, we obviously, I think you can can probably play in the first team at some point in your career. Um, how did it feel that, did you ever feel like a lot of pressure every time you played? Did you ever feel at a point in your, your, your time in your freshman year that, you know, you you weren't playing your game because you were thinking about what the coach was saying, was thinking or saying. I think that's a, uh, you know, a big part of um, my career as a whole. Um, I've always kind of felt pressure. Um, my friends uh, here at home, um, you know, I've always been kind of, you know, a, you know, a top athlete in the area around here, you know, a top soccer player. Everybody knows me as, you know, Tristan, Rose, yeah. the soccer player, he plays soccer. He's good at soccer. You know, and that, not only is there pressure here to, you know, make them proud, show them that I'm, you know, succeeding in, in other parts of the of the country even. Um, mm. But my family, uh, my coaches, you know, on the field sometimes, it would just be like minutes at a time, whole halves, even the whole game. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to strictly focus on, uh, you know, marking or, or being disciplined or, you know, getting up for a header or, or just anything at any part of the game because all the pressure um, around yeah. me to, to be my best when I guess in reality I've learned lately that um, it comes down to 
discipline and kind of um, embracing the pressure. So yeah, yeah. Um, in recent weeks, um, you know, I've, I've dealt with another, you know, some more soccer issues um, and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's, I've learned that um, it's all part of the process. It's all supposed to happen. You know, there's supposed to be pressure. You're not supposed to be totally um, out of everything else, but into the game. I agree with that yeah. quote, forget everything else, just play the game. It's 90 minutes, whatever it is. Um, but at the same point in time, that's, that's never, you know, always possible. There's always stuff mm. going on around outside of soccer that is, is forcing you to have, you know, a battle with inside your head and stuff. So I think, um, it's important to uh, recognize that you're not always going to have days or games where you're just allowed and able to focus strictly on the game or, or training and be your best self. Um, Cause there's always going to be pressures. There's always going to be hardships. You know, there's, there's never just a, a week or a training or a game where there's, you know, there's nothing going on. So yeah, for real, <clears throat> honestly, that's yeah. so true for me. I always like, even like past, like, like my career at this college, like when I played, like, for a while I was playing to impress the coaches and not to like, like express myself, you know, I always mm. fe- fe- felt like I needed, a, um, you know, approval from the coaches or, you know, st- you know, there's some games where I'd play and then like, I'd make a pass and I'd like look at the coaches and be like, is, is that a good, good pass? And like, that's not, that's, that's not the way to play, bro. Like, yeah. you know, you, you've always got to play to express yourself and play to the tactics but also within yourself know that you, you know if you make a pass you know be confident that that's, that's the right pass yeah. you know because you know soccer is never it's just straightforward you know things mm-hmm. are always happening left and right um and just still talking upon that did you you know i think we i think i don't know if you remember we had a, we had a, a conversation you know long ago about um you know you you felt like you were ready to you know make the step to the first i mean you felt a bit a bit scared to like speak to them and like it, it's very intimidating as a freshman to like go to the coach and be like hey coach look like maybe you know I, uh, I feel like I'm progressing I'm playing well week in and week out I'm training well did, do you did you feel intimidated to go speak to the head coach about maybe possibly going up definitely um for those who don't know about that program at all um you know that step is is a huge step it's not no mm. you know little step those, you know, the, the players in that team are legit, you know, that's, that's top of the notch. Some of the best players in the entire country. Like I, I, that's, that's the honest truth. There's, you can't get much better training or, or or games than playing with that team. I mean, it it really is like top level. So definitely intimidating. Um, And I don't know if you remember two weeks um, into, you know, my experience uh, last fall, I was called up to train with, with that team. And yeah. <laughs> the minute I heard that we were finishing up our training and my legs started shaking, you know, my heart started racing. <laughs> you know, I'm like, bro, everybody's been telling me how crazy this training is. I don't know if I'm ready for this. So I step on that field. Yeah. My first touch, I give the ball away. My second touch, I give the ball away. My third touch, I give the ball away and they score. And I'm like, bro, I don't <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just, I feel like I don't fit in. You know, I feel like I can't, yeah. I can't do this. I'm so nervous. I don't, I can't even play my game. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the pressure I'm talking about. You know, every, every single touch I'd look over at my teammates or, or this guy who everybody says is, is the best on the team and all these coaches and everybody around me. And some of the, you know, the, the guys on the other team watching me like, Oh, he's caught up to the first team. Let's see how he's doing. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
yeah, I don't know what to do. My head's spinning in 900 different directions. So when I got that yeah. call, it, it was very intimidating. And after that, when I had, a, you know, I didn't, I didn't perform the best just because I, like I said, I was not ready. Um, so after that, you know, I was even more nervous to talk to uh, the coach about it, but I eventually, um, kind of built my confidence back up and was able to go talk to uh, the coach and it was a good conversation and it's ultimately why I'm uh, headed back there this fall. So I'm looking forward to that. No, that's, that's, no, that's interesting. I think, you know, I think, you know, it's always good to go and, you know, go seek advice from the coach, but also, you know, I think take it with a little like a pinch of salt, you know, don't, don't overthink. I think that's what a lot of people do. We, we, when we get the, the advice or the constructive criticism, we overthink and we think like we need to adapt ourselves and then we just get into your own head. You know, I see, you know, right now I'm coaching travel, travel soccer. And, you know, as a coach, I'm trying to like balance, you know, trying to tell the players what to do, but I don't want them to like get so much into their head where, you know, now they're scared to play. And, I think that's the most important part, you know, never be scared to play, just, you know, play your own game and just, yeah. you know, express yourself and be happy. Um, so, you know, we spoke about uh, your, you know, your your family at home and your friends at home. Um, you had a certain situation with a significant other. And did you ever think that the happiness with your significant other affected your happiness at school? I never thought it would, you know, play such a huge role. Um, in my happiness, I guess, um, a part of me learned that you can't depend on one thing to ensure your entire happiness. So, you know, for some, for some, they, uh, you know, place all their eggs into football or, or a significant other or family or, or any aspect of one's life. They put all their efforts and all their attention and, and, and thinking into that one thing. And they kind of turned a blind eye to everything else going on in their life when maybe that is where their happiness is. You know, that that one thing that they're focusing on, it may bring them happiness, you know, and, and yeah. good for them. But the, the other things going on around them that they may not be focusing on and um, giving, you know, a chance, um, giving giving it a chance, that's what may, or where their true happiness may lie. Um, you know, and stuff. That's, that's a big, Powerful big stuff. thing that I learned, so. Man, that's some powerful stuff there. And just, Tristan, just, you know, it's been, you know, amazing to talk to you, you know, just talk about your journey. We didn't really get too deep, but like, I think what you said throughout the last you know, 25 minutes, I think can really resonate with a lot of people. And I think, you know, we've had a very genuine discussion about, you know, what colleges, you know, especially getting into your freshman year, you know, I think for any freshmen that are going into college or even, you know, stu- students that are, you know, currently in college moving up the, the ranks and stuff. I think, you know, we've, we've touched on some very important things. So I just want to end off with a, a, a few quick questions. Um, first question, what's one thing you would change uh, when you're first coming in your freshman year? Um, 100% my decision to come home. Um, granted I was facing one of the most dark moments of my entire life with a lot going on that I've never experienced before but um, I don't want to say I gave up but the fact that I was I made the decision to come home I would probably do anything in the world to go back to that day slap myself Mm -hmm. in the face get some food in me you know and and tell myself that I need to stay you know because ultimately that that hard time would have pushed me to become 
the best version of myself those last two or three weeks in the season. You know, granted, I've I've healed. I've you know I've been working on myself a lot lately, and I've I feel like I'm prepared for the season as is, even though we have you know the couple months to uh, prepare. But definitely would be to go back to that day where I decided to come home and tell myself that I cannot go home. Okay. Second, what are three things that you did to try and get, you know, try and find yourself again? Number one was counseling. I think a big thing is definitely talking to the ones who love around you, but talk to a professional counselor because Mm. that helped me so much. I went to a counselor for, and honestly, I still do once a month. I think it's important for not only college student athletes, but everybody. I mean, don't be ashamed to go to a counselor and talk to, you know, what you're going through. You know, anybody on this podcast who hears me saying that I need to talk to somebody about, you know, my problems, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say that, you know, I, I'm proud yeah. that I'm able to go to, you know, somebody to talk to my stuff about that. So definitely number one is counseling, seek okay. a counselor, seek somebody you can connect with and, uh, you know, get help. It's, it's so important. Uh, number two is rely on those who love you, uh, rely on those who you're close with, keep, uh, strengthening those relationships um, that's, that's a big one too. You, you know, when you're going through something, it's, it's easy to kind of disappreciate the people who truly care about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like distance yourself. Kind yeah. Of. Right. And then the last one is, um, do what you enjoy. Uh, for me, that's football. I love playing soccer. I love training. I love lifting. I love, you know, being the best player, you know, that I can be. So, you know, some of you that may not be, you know, soccer, that may not be, you know, sports, it could be school or anything else. Just do what you love, um, especially during a hard time. Playing soccer and, and going out on the field or going to the gym is really the only place I felt free from stress, anxiety, all my problems like that. And it, I mean, that's, that's me. That's who I am. I'm a soccer player. I'm an athlete and I love to train. So just yeah. be yourself and don't let any situation or anybody or, or anything in this world bring you down and especially um, cause you to be in a terrible mental health state um, yeah, yeah. without seeking any help. Surround yourself with positive thoughts. Yeah. You know, that's such a big thing. Yep. Last question. One quote that you live by, Tristan. Big question. Big question. I'm going to go with the Bible quote here because um, recently I've been um, strengthening my relationship, um, with God. And, uh, you know, I rely on, that's another thing I've relied on is my religion. Um, and that's, I can do all things who through Christ who strengthens me. Um, and that's the most true, true statement when I'm on a run in the morning, you know, a long, heavy run or a training after a huge work day and I'm just exhausted and I don't want to go train. Um, that's what I live by. You know, I, I seek help from my Lord and, and I, praise that uh he will strengthen me to get through the workout or the uh the training and sometimes you know it's a weird feeling i get this feeling i'm six miles seven miles into my run and on the eighth mile you know i think to myself i literally cannot run any longer and all of a sudden my legs just start going numb and I, i'm like flying almost you know my legs are still moving or yeah i'm, I'm kicking a soccer ball and like it's the hardest i've ever kicked a ball or something or just like <laughs> something crazy like that i'm like what the heck do you do my own like steroids or something no <laughs> It's like, it's like seriously so powerful to me. So no, that's, that's the quote. That's I incredible, man. 
Well, Tristan, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be on this podcast. You know, obviously it's not a big podcast, but, you know, thank you for taking the time to speak about your experience. And I hope that, you know, this upcoming season you play well, you know, you're fit. And, and most importantly, that, you know, you're mentally you're ready, you know. Always check in with yourself, even throughout the season. You know, even if you're, you're, you're having a good season, you've always got to check in with yourself, you know, to take some time off just to, you know, get yourself mentally, you know, back yourself up again, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Trist. Uh... This has been The Mental Athlete, and I've been your host, Terry Chawera. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Um, the continued support is has really encouraged me to continue doing this um so see you at the next episode have a good one